0: This podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number if you need help. If you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to a special episode of the Social Work Rants podcast. This episode features Shanika Moore, licensed social worker from the Bronx, New York. She is running for city council of District 12 in New York City. So uh, there's a special election going on December 22nd. Uh, All my people in, in the Bronx, please... If you're in District 12, go out and vote. Uh, Thank you for everyone that has been uh, checking out the podcast. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at the Social Work Rants podcast. That's all one word. You can follow the page on Twitter at Social Work Rants. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you've been listening, uh, sharing the podcast, wherever and however you're listening after this message from anchor is my interview with uh, miss Moore. Thank you so much for your support. Hi miss Moore. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm great. How are you doing?
0: Good. Thank you. Um, thank you for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: No, no problem. So, uh, let, uh, uh, listeners know uh, who you are. Uh, I know you're a fellow social worker, but let everybody know, like who you are and a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. So again, thank you for having me um, on this morning. It's really great to talk to a fellow social worker. It's always refreshing to talk to social workers. We do um, amazing work in the world. <laughs> We're professional troublemakers. I always like to say that. Um, <laughs> A little bit about myself. I am a Bronx native, so I'm born and raised in the Bronx. Um, I am a mother, so I have an eight-year-old daughter, Genesis. You probably see her on my social media a lot. Um, I've spent my whole life just serving the my community, I think from the age of 14, when I got my first summer youth job is when I really just um, started serving. Um, a lot of my work is in uh, children and families and advocating for the community in just so many different ways. Um, and um, also known as a nonprofit leader, I actually founded a nonprofit about eight years ago in the Bronx uh, by the name of I Raise Girls and Boys, where I do a lot of mental health initiatives with the New York City Department of Education and really pushing school social work services and our public school system um, and providing a lot of art and recreational services that our kids need. Um, also a candidate for New York city council, um, and a 12th district in the Bronx, um, where I am running for office at my own home. So that is, uh, really exciting. Um, and it's been a very, a very interesting journey.
0: Yeah, the, that, that is absolutely, uh, amazing. Um, for those that don't know, I actually recently learned myself. Um, there's a special uh, election coming up. It is the twenty second correct?
1: That is correct. It's next December twenty <laughs>
0: second. is next week. So, um, how, how this uh, did this uh, special election uh, come about? And because it seems like it's not getting the uh, the attention that that it needs to get.
1: Absolutely, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so there was a proclamation that the mayor put out on October, I believe it was the eighth, um, on around that time, um, due to the former council member who was ex- actually expelled from council, um, and this proclamation was put out for a uh, someone to uh, fill that vacancy uh, by by the twenty second. And that person would be in, in that role until next year, the December 31st. But obviously there would be another election, which is known as that that primary election that everyone knows about, the general election, um, which gotcha. is in June 2021. Uh, it's going to be a very, a very interesting year for us in New York City next year because yes, a lot absolutely. of seats are up for um, election, including a lot of um, council and also um, borough um, presidents
0: our president and including the mayor
1: yep
0: absolutely yeah 2021 new york city is going to be a a very interesting (laughs) interesting year absolutely Uh, yes so uh what made you uh decide to to run you bring up a lot of you know your background so like tell me more how'd you get into the race like what like or let me track, uh, backtrack for, for those uh, who don't know what the City Council of New York City does. Like, let's explain a little bit, like, why did you get into the race, what the actual City Council of New York City does?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, our council works, we have 51 council members in New York City. Um, that works in city hall to advocate for a lot of local policies Um, we do a lot of work with zoning um, and just a lot of bringing funding and resources into the communities um, with a lot of it which is known as discretionary funding where we work with a lot of organizations to really understand what the needs of our community is and be able to disperse those funds accordingly Um, So a lot of our work is local law, and then also advocating for what our community and our district needs in City Hall. Um, I actually studied policy at Columbia University uh, back when I was a graduate student some years ago, and that is where I really grew in a love for policy, and um, specifically social policy. I studied um, a lot on children and families and how these policies impact us every day, in our lives. Um, and this is where my my journey in policy really began was at graduate school. Um, I did go into working with New York State as a state representative uh, and enforced policy and tried to really get uh, everyday people to understand how, wh- what policy means and how to be in compliance with it. So I've always had, I was, I've, I've always sort of been around policy, at least in the last um, decade or so. Um, and so I, I've known that this is something that I wanted to do. I didn't know it would be in this capacity until a few years ago um, where I really started focusing and on preparing myself to be a candidate and that was through taking some classes and going through some candidate programs for women to run for office and that that was two years ago so um this is not something that i just woke up in the morning and said hey i want to do it but something that was calculated strategic and intentional um and something that i started preparing for two years ago uh,
0: amazing um Now, for those don't, who don't know where the, uh, what area services the 12th uh, district, can you elaborate a little bit more where where in the Bronx is, is the 12th district? Because even many people who, who go vote, they're not even sure like their, what district they're in, if somebody would have asked what district are you in? Like, I have to look at my voter registration card to to find out. So, if you could provide some education on that,
1: yeah, that is super true. That a lot of people don't know, and it's a little tricky the way our uh, the way we're are we are made up in New York City because we have Congress district, we have the Senate district, the City Council district, we have the precinct, um, right, and so and the Assembly, um, and so it gets a little confusing. We also have the school district in a community board. So for District 12, that actually um and uh, makes up Edenwald, Wakefield, uh, Williams Bridge, Woodland Heights, Fish Bay, East Chester, Allinville, and Baychester. Um and and so anyone that lives in, in any of those neighborhoods and it coincides with the zip codes 10467, 10466 one zero four six nine and one zero four seven five um so that really is the makeup of my district which is the northeast Bronx
0: gotcha yeah um I think a lot of people know uh that northeast section of the Bronx is like not far from Yonkers there's a lot of uh you know People go there for like Caribbean food in certain oh, sections yeah. <laughs> yes. so they're very well known and probably not sure what the names of the neighborhoods are but like i oh i know I know the block like two two four White Plains Road food uh-huh. <laughs> and stuff like that so oh, yeah. so that's how a lot of people uh at least in, in New York or even like Jersey or people that go to New York go to that certain section just for for the awesome food and just the the vibe and the culture up there in, in in the neighborhood um so how so how did you find your uh, the 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 I Rise b- boys and girls like how did that that come about
1: yes that's a very interesting story that that was actually um about nine years ago when the when i really started writing down the plan for the company and it came about I think just through inspiration. Um, it, I was uh, new in the field of social work. Um, and I believe at the time, if I'm not mistaken, I could have been a senior social worker at Children's Day Society um, in Harlem. Um, and I was obviously living up here in the Northeast Bronx and noticed that in my immediate community, a lot of the kids didn't have anything to do. They were on the street and they didn't really have programs up here. And I realize that the Northeast Bronx is really neglected in terms of resources and I'm like I know the South Bronx um, is the hub for resources and Harlem and other boroughs but what's going on with the Northeast Bronx why don't we have resources for kids here um, that you know, so our kids can have what they need, uh, to be able to be successful in life. And so that's really what led me to start that, um, I raise girls and boys. When I first founded it, it was actually called I raise girls mentoring program. And so it was a mentoring program geared for, uh, girls that are at risk. Um, and these are our kids, right that were right in Edenwald um, housing. That's where I started it um, at that community center. And I, it's actually such a beautiful community center because there's a dance studio and there there's a, um, a lot of great classrooms and space to be able to provide really great programming. And so I connect it with the executive director and told him my vision and what i wanted to see had it all written out of course and he was super excited his name is Earl Befford. shout out to him and he's um and and him taking a chance on me that time and uh that's when i really started um i put together this business plan and i really didn't know what i was doing because i didn't have a background in business but i knew i had right. a vision And I, and I knew that something needed to be done in my community. And I was that answer. And I think it was, you know, a lot of times we look and we complain about what's going on in the world, but sometimes we're the answer to what's happening and I think it's important to understand what our what our part is that we play. And I was able to understand that. I was in my early twenties, so looking back, I'm like I must have had some really good drive because I was a new mom, and um, also really young and sort of fresh out of graduate school. Um, and so I started as a mentoring program connected with Mr. Bedford at Edenwald Community Center, and from the end of that first year, it grew, it doubled and and then tripled. Um, we received funding that first year. We ended up performing in front of the the mayor, and that local council member, um, in our district that year. And and it just continued growing. And I also ended up uh, changing the name, um, to I raise girls and boys because we ended up serving boys as well, uh, because we realized that there was such a need for them as well. And they they were they were always in our yeah, classes. absolutely. Like it's only for girls, but the boys were always there, and the parents would be like, "What about what about my sons?" And so it's interesting now because we've always since then always have more boys enrolled than females. So our population now is always um, about. 55% 55% male, sometimes we've seeded at 70% male. So that's really wow. interesting. Um, today we've grown into about seven locations where we work with New York City public schools, providing school social work um, and mental health services. Um, and we, we also do a lot more than that. Um, we run STEM science, literacy programs, um, educational programs, parenting programs, Family support programs and um, and really just working with families holistically and really building up uh, families, the family unit.
0: Uh, that, that's absolutely uh, be- beautiful. That that you're doing this amazing work and a fellow social worker doing all All of this and you no know, i I appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure my my community uh in, in 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 the Bronx and just fellow social workers that listen to the podcast listen to your uh you know doing doing the actual work and being a social worker and, and knowing the ins and outs okay you know serving literally serving your own community and giving back and doing that, so I appreciate that yeah uh two-part question uh 22nd uh comes around and you win the special election what then then what
1: happens Uh, well that's a loaded question Um, (laughs) well there's a lot of change that needs to happen um and my community and my district uh There's so many plans that I have, but um, more importantly, I want to be able to connect to everyone and make sure that everything is equitable, um, that I'm coming from an equitable equitable stance. And I think that um, that that's what's needed Um, right now. People need hope. People need to know that they can trust in you. Um, And I do intend to um, spend my time building that trust that our district needs that we've lost in leadership. Um, I think that's crucial. And that's something that I, I'd be working in um, some more concrete things that I love to work on is helping our school system and um, and specifically in my district, but also in other parts of the Bronx, be, become ready for what, what's going on. This new normal. Right. Um, reimagining yes. our public school system. We just had a town hall last week on how it, how it would look to reimagine our public school system. I'm a huge advocate in education and do believe that we need to remodel. Our, our school system is based on a world that does not exist anymore. Our kids, Generation Z, they are super different from us. They see the world differently. They interpret the world differently. Um, and we really need to upgrade our school system. So I intend on working um, and trying to push innovative and creative ways for our department of education to really cater to the learning styles and interests of our kids to really also, um, to, uh, find out ways that we can compensate for that learning loss that our kids have experienced since COVID, um, to find new ways to grade our kids, um, to find new ways to add alternative to college like trade schools. Um, working with our teachers and our principals on building safety plans or integrating social emotional learning um, I will be one of those that will be uh, pushing for that social work bill to make sure school social workers are in every school and not just that but that we're lowering the ratio of school social workers to students because right now the ratio is super high and does not need to be that way it's about one to I think about 600 in the department of education we, oh my we god let talk
0: about over Work. <laughs>
1: Overwork and are we really seeing all those kids? No. We're not. No. Right. And so dealing with those issues, um, I also want to work a lot on affordable housing in my district. I know we're known for our, um, for our ethnic, uh, lifestyles over here and our good food. Um, but one of the things that's been happening is the raising of rent. Um, our rent has been spiking through the roof. It's it's oh it's over. It's about two thousand five hundred average for two bedroom. Oh my God. Two bedroom. Oh yeah. People cannot afford that. They have to choose between eating or paying the rent, you know, and, and it should not be that way. So really investing in affordable housing and real affordable housing um, and making sure it goes to the people that really need it um, and working on a lot of um, uh, some laws and, or local policies on discrimination, because a lot of people are discriminated against before even getting in the door. Right. And so really um, enforcing some, Um, Some things in place so that landlords are not discriminating against people because they're brown and black or because they're single mothers or whatever the case is, Uh, but making sure we have a right to. To, to have a place to live and enforcing those things. Um, I also would like to do a lot with our young people over here, um, building up our workforce programs, entrepreneur programs, STEM programs, after school programs, team programs, revitalizing our community centers that are just not really being used the way they should um, within NYCHA um, and really just working on rebuilding um, our community. Um, that is what my vision is. I have a lot more. <laughs> to, I'll give you, that's just hmm. a piece <laughs> of what I would like to do if I am elected um, as city council.
0: The, and, and all that sounds ab- absolutely amazing. Definitely, NYCHA has, you know, just NYCHA alone has a, a lot of issues and it's even, you know, kind of like their, their own systemic issues within itself. And there's been a lot of money that's been poured in and uh, money is not being used properly. And it's been in the news a, a lot in New York city. And, and I'm looking forward to any changes that could be made with, with, with NYCHA, even myself doing you know, home visits in NYCHA and like, elevators is not working. Oh, yeah. And It's, it's just uh, a lot, a lot of changes that needs to happen. And like you said, from the beginning 2021 is going to be a huge year for for new for, for new york city um for the borough we're gonna have a new borough president in in the bronx and just different city council members and you know it's just a, a lot that's happening politically uh going on in, in new york so um now now what if uh same same question uh 22nd comes around and you're not elected what what's next for you
1: so I will continue and what I've been doing um, and that is really um, building out these programs with the de- Department of Education um, through my nonprofit we are actually uh, working on launching a new program which I would be really working um, hands-on in that and that is our Gen Z program really excited about that and that's um, building um, some college courses for kids to take in high school um, that are more specific to careers. So we'll be providing um, intro to sociology, intro to social work. Yeah, we're vetting them young. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> really to excited
1: about that intro to law. Um, intro to technology um, and intro to engineering. So the Generation Z project will be launching in January. So if I'm not elected, I'd be more hands-on in that. I'm really uh, building partnerships with our CUNY schools to have professors come in and teach these courses mm-hmm. to our kids that are, are so needed. Um, I, I'm also a newly elected on our Community Board 12, so I would be doing a lot of um, initiatives with health, with the health po- uh, health committee, um, with the with uh, Community Board 12, just really making sure that we are, are 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 safe as possible during covid you know in the bronx we were hit the hardest we were hit the hardest and cases are really rising over here in the Bronx. So I'd be making uh, doing different initiatives locally with um, our district and our community to make sure that we're pushing um, health initiatives to keep and protect our people. Um, and then also I sit on the board as the youth vice president of the National Council of Negro Women in my district. So I'd also be expanding some mentoring initiatives that were started through myself and some domestic violence initiatives and other um, initiatives surrounding women of color. So I'm still... I'm still active. I'm still here. I'm also on the board of the National Associations of Social Workers, um, where I am the co-chair of the new professionals committee and sit on the steering committee for BOLD. Um, as well as on a committee for New York um, for Pace, so I'd be continuing and really just expanding initiatives through the National Association of Social Workers, um, and just being here. That's that's my um, plan. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I, I've been serving, um, and I think it's important for people to see that because a lot of times people pop up and run for office, and if they don't make it, you don't see them. You're like, well, where did you go? Um, but I always like to yeah. let people know I'm still here, still. <laughs> I'm present. And also I will be running again in 2021. So, um, so that, that the fight is not over. Um, So that's, that's my plan.
0: Awesome. Um, Now you, you you touched on uh, COVID. How has uh, COVID affected your nonprofit and the work that, that you have been doing?
1: Yeah, I think like um, everyone, uh, every nonprofit, probably in New York, um, it's been very difficult in terms of understanding where we're going to be financially. But I think it's also been a blessing in disguise because it allowed us to pivot um, our, our, our model and the way that we do things. Um, it allowed us to sort of reimagine um, a lot of our programming, our structure and our design, and really understand the new needs and the evolving needs of our clients. Um, obviously, our, our families have been impacted so hard um, we served, we served kids in hardest hit communities during COVID. The hardest hit communities, we were there serving our kids. Uh, we were, wh- what we had to do was obviously um, become fully remote and shift all of our programs virtually, which was a huge shock for us um, uh, because we weren't necessarily prepared for it. But thankfully we got there through um, just a lot of technology um, shifts where we had to bring in new softwares, new hardware, and really just build out our programs from being in a person to virtually. And we were able to do that. Um, I'm also proud to say that we were able to build new programs during COVID and it really just, um, it caused us to, 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 to think creatively and to, to really, to pivot. So we also, um, and one of the things that I did during COVID was start a research center through my nonprofit, something that I have been working on for years and wasn't able to get it up and running. But during COVID, I was able to launch it. And it's, a, it's just a small team of researchers um, that comprises of um. Uh, students that are in college and, and PhD professionals. Um, and what we do is really just uh, a lot of research on our population, um, honest and integral research where we really look at how COVID has impacted our parents, our kids psychologically and um, and really understanding the data and finding ways to build out programs based on those new needs and based on the results and the findings. Um, and so I wanna say that COVID, Although it's been really hard and difficult, it's also been a blessing in disguise, and that we've been able to really just uh, rebuild programs and really just show up for our families and and be there for them. Well, that
0: wow, the the pivot that that you did is it sounds absolutely uh, amazing, and it should be definitely uh, commended. Um, and I, again, I truly know appreciate all the work that that you're you're doing and, and putting into work uh, as, as a bronx native myself you know from hybrids you know uh, i definitely know, know we've been been hit you know so hard with with covid and for you doing what you're doing i i i really uh, appreciate mm-hmm. it uh how, uh how how can uh, people get in get in contact with yeah, you so
1: if anyone wants to reach me for um for any purposes facebook is probably the best um, I am at Shaniqua Moore on Facebook. My name is Shaniqua, spelled with the E. So it's S H A N E Q U A, Moore with two O's, M O O R E. People can also reach me through my email. Um, if it's related to campaign, it would be uh, my More for District 12 email. So that's M O O R E, 4 F O R, District 12 um, at gmail.com or they can visit my website and reach out there and also see um, some of the work that I've been doing in the community. That's www.morefordistrict12.com. Um, and if it's related to my nonprofit work, um, you can reach me through my email. That's s.more, M-O-O-R-E at um, So feel free to reach me in any of those ways. Facebook is probably the fastest way to reach me. And again, it's just Shaniqua Moore.
0: Great. Uh, Best wishes on the special election. And is there anything I I could do as a, as a Bronx native in any way, by all means, uh, reach out.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure.
0: Yes. Likewise. And and just a little secret. uh, uh, My listeners who have been listening know I, I call, uh, the Bronx, so uh, Wakanda, because <laughs> the, the Bronx is the is the best That's borough right. in New York City. So, <laughs> That's
1: right. bring you down, Bronx.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Have Have a great day. Thank, Thank you so much. You.